It is a real joy and a thrill for me to be in God's house any time. But it certainly is a good time to be in the house of God when you feel and sense the Spirit of God being on the plus side of the battery. I'm glad that you have uh, taken the time out of your schedule and been a blessing to your preacher. There's nothing that blesses a preacher anymore than to have a meeting like this and you fill the house up with people. If you want to give me anything for Christmas, I tell them at home, if you want to do anything that will make me jump about that high and enjoy it, you get people to come to church with you and let's watch their lives change together. I I really appreciate it. All of you preachers that are here, one of the hardest things that I do is to to try to go to somebody else's meeting and try to go to somebody else's services. It's hard to take a night when you are home and and try to stay there and enjoy it, Uh, but you've chosen to be here tonight, and I really appreciate it so much. And all of you folks that are watching us, uh, by live streaming, I want you to know that we pray for you and we believe that God has something for you as you're viewing in your kitchen, in your living room, in the study, somewhere. You're watching this program maybe out of the archives or uh, whatever, but I am glad and thankful that you're here. And church, I know that you certainly appreciate that ministry very much. I'm going to preach to you, uh, or, or let me rephrase that. I, I'm going to take God's word tonight and let him break it to us. A message that uh, I, I've, I've only shared some of it one time. Uh, and I just feel like I ought to share it one more time and finish it. Uh, I, I, I got caught in the middle of it last time and got happy in God and forgot where I was and before I knew it, it overtook me. It just overtook me. I, I was overtaken by it and uh, so tonight, if you will go to Acts chapter number 20 and we'll not be long, I, I'll not bore you and I, I certainly will not waste your time Uh, I want you to turn to the 20th chapter of the book of Acts or the gospel according to the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter number 20. And I want you to look with me, if you will, please, at verse 24. Now, we'll stay expounding out of this chapter but we will expound around this text in the context. The text being, but none of these things, could you help me just a little bit? Just It's probably just, just for me more than anybody else down here on the floor. I'm probably am in a dead spot. And if, if you'll help me out, I'd appreciate it. If you don't, I'm going to come in and throw you out that balcony. <laughs> Don't look at me like you don't think. You better check me out. I mean, don't look for your leap, son. Thank you. Right there is good. Now, y'all go smoke a cigarette and leave it alone. 
Quit playing with it and we'll be fine. Your spiritual gift is not twisting knobs. A Baptist preacher, he doesn't fell out of too many balconies, that's what he... Thank you, fellas. Look at, look at, look at verse number 20. No, four. None of these things moved me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. It ain't enough just to get there. You got to get there with a purpose. And it goes on to say, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said in verse number uh, 22, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit. Listen to this. Help me out. Bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Then notice what he says. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I'm going bound by or in the... (coughs) Don't worry about that child. If I can't out preach a baby, I ain't caught. And don't you whoop it either. It's got grandparents and they'll whoop you. You got the devil beat out of you, honey, but that baby ain't going to get it. (laughs) He says in 22, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I want to lift out of this text. Are you comfortable with this? Is this too loud? Turn it, turn it down just a little bit, just a little bit. I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling a little fog. <laughs> All right, thank you. Y'all are excellent. Uh, that, that little text. None of these things moved me. I have never seen the like of movement among God's people moving away from commitment. I'm not a good Christian. I'm certainly not the best Christian in this room and I'll be the first one to admit that. I struggle with the same issues I preach. And any man that doesn't, doesn't need to be preaching them because he don't know what he's talking about. If, if you don't struggle with some of the things that you have embraced and tried your best to change things in your life, then you, you, you're not living in the same corridor of the Christian life that I am. God wants us to grow by faith. And the way we do that is simply by going through the struggles of life. 
He said, I'm going bound by the Spirit into Jerusalem. I don't know what I'm about to encounter. He said, I don't know what fixing to encounter me. He said, but, and this is, this is living Bible, or this is not King James Version. This is hip pocket version. He says, I don't give a rip. That's what the gospel according to Larry would say if it was say. He says, none of these things move me. Right. You could put in italicis underneath that are, are, are parentheses. I don't care. I'm sticking. And that's exactly how it's written. Some of you trying to get over the living Bible thing that I said. <laughs> You know, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to check you out and see if you was with me. I can tell you are, and we'll move right along. <clears throat> Every one of us have choices to make in our life that keep us steadfast from moving. The, the, the word moving there means to pull away or to depart from, or to come unglued from, or to come away from. Paul said nothing, none of these problems. He was beaten, cussed out. I mean, everything that could happen, whipped and jailed. My goodness, half of us, uh, half of us, uh, me, uh, I, 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 I mean, my mama used to hit me with a flat swatter and I'd fall down on the ground and swear child abuse until I was going to call the authorities. She just kept beating me. She turned around and beat me with the wire in. When your mama turns the plastic in around and takes the wire in to your hind end, it's about to end. Trust me. But he said, he said, I ain't going to let this get to me. Now, now I want to ask you something. How do you do that? We need to find out. Paul never and Jesus never and the Holy Ghost never put anything in that Bible that is for a purpose for us to use that he does not give us application to do it. I stopped telling everybody how bad they was until I could give them a solution to the diagnosis. Uh, uh, we got some we got some fellas down around where I live. They love and they hadn't got two cents worth of knowledge of how to tell you to fix it. <laughs> they think getting a haircut will sanctify you. If that's the case, I ought to be full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what, what do I, these, these, these young folks have been on these pews ever since I've been coming here. And, and, and what can I tell them? They, they don't want to sit here and listen to somebody talk about something that they don't know how to 
deal with? He, he tells us three, what is a good word here? Three truths. Uh, three mandates. He shares them right in the scripture. In the context around the text. I want you to see the first one. What do I do to keep from moving he said, none of these things move me. Now what do I do? I must follow what Paul did. Don't you think it's a sure bet that if Paul succeeded at it and I try at it, God may give me some favor? All right, I'm going to give an invitation in a minute and I don't expect you to sit there. I expect you to move on what you just said, whatever's good enough for Paul. It's good enough for me. I'm going to give you reason number one. Notice with me, verse number 24a, what he says. He says this, I count not, well, let's see, neither count I my life. You got to listen to me on purpose now. You, 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 I count not my life Dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course. Number one, the first thing that you have to do in order for your life not to be pulled away or yanked out or pulled away from what God's trying to do. Number one, don't let this life be so much to you that you lose focus of eternity. He said, I count not my life dear unto me. Every one of us have to make a living. Holla amen right there. Every one of us is struggling in some area of our life to do that. God will supply. God will take care of you. God will watch over me. I'm getting slap dab happy. Just thinking about how good the Lord has been to me and will be to me because the book promises that he'll never leave me nor will he forsake me. If I count not my life, my life is not my business. My business is God having my life under his control and under his power. Oh, my, 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 my. It's vitally important that we learn every day. Paul said, I die daily. In other words, every day a piece of me is being whittled off and another piece of me is being whittled off and another piece of me is being whittled off. And every whittled off place is taking on the likeness of Jesus, not likeness of the flesh. And every one of us have to learn how real quickly to get over this life and keep our eyes on eternity. Isn't it hard? Do you find it hard to live inside the corridors of this universe and do what's right to a T. 
Oh, I, 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 I struggle. Singers struggle. Christians struggle. It's vitally important that, 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 that we allow ourselves to be more like him and less like the world. Listen, listen to this. Because wherever you're looking is where you're going. If you're looking back with your hand to the plow, he didn't say you're not going to heaven. No, sir. He says you're not fitting yourself for it. You're not not wearing fitness for it. When you put your hand to the plow and look back, you are not fitted for where you're going because you're not taking in the view. Because wherever you're looking, that's where you're going. I can't believe it. I used to be a drunk and... I used to be, well, me too, but let's get over it. If Jesus has, don't keep bringing it up. Maybe he'll forget for you too. I know what I used to be, but praise God, I'm not that anymore. I'm certainly not what I want to be all the time. I'm not what I'm going to be one day, but a dead show ain't what I used to be. (laughs) Hallelujah goes right there. <laughs> yeah, where, where are you going? We, we were watching, my boys were home one Saturday, we was watching college football. If you don't like college football, you'll probably die and go to hell. It's an awful thing <laughs> to have to tell you that, but I'm kidding now. I'm kidding. You live in Bible, people get back with me now. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, there you go. You know we 16 left, you know that. <laughs> and, 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 and we was watching TV. We was probably watching Ole Miss play Mississippi State. <laughs> Some nonsense like that. And, 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 and we, 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 we was watching college football. My wife hollered out of the kitchen like most women do, they just go from room to room muttering, <laughs> muttering. I say, what did you say? Nothing. Fellas, am I telling it right? A woman is born with a mutterer, and she has that mutterer in force. And the older she gets, the greater that mutterer gets. I got to get on, I'm getting mad. Muttering. And I I said, throw me an apple. Simple request. Well, I'm just, I mean, can't you get get that accomplished? Well, I said, just pitch me an apple. Well, me and the boys, we what? Watching TV. You don't take your eyes off a fourth and one when it's tied up in the fourth quarter. You're not going to do it. Uh, and we ain't going to wash no car neither. And I said, pitch me an apple. Well, I, 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 she said, hey. I turned around and she had let it go already. And when I turned around, she hit me right on the end of my Cherokee Indian nose. Blood flew everywhere. 
like to broke my nose. I grabbed my nose. I said, my God, what a, what'd you do that for? She said, if you'd have been looking where the apple was, you wouldn't have got hit by it. As she was running out the door, locking the car door behind her, because she got a good look at my anatomy. And, and I got my nose busted because of where I was looking. Let me ask you a question. Plain, basic truth. How important is everything you have to you? And how much time do you invest in supporting it? And how much time do you invest in looking where the apple is? You can be moved if you are in love with your surroundings. But you will never be moved as long as your vision is anchored in eternity. Here's the second thing he said. Look at verse number uh, 24, uh, B. He said, I, I don't count my, my life dear unto me. Then he said this. He said, so that I might finish my course with joy. The first thing is we do is we don't allow ourselves to unfocus from glory and get focused on glory. This is a glory world. That is a glory world. Somebody holler amen. And the second thing that he says, while you're running this course, don't lose the joy that Jesus gives you so that you can keep going in the journey joyfully. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Do you know why? Most people don't want to go to church. This is the, one of the first places I've been in a while. I hadn't been preaching a whole lot out because of this Parkinson's problem I have. And, and I would, I'll be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your preacher and just the goodness and the fellowship that we have here. And I enjoy it and I'm so glad I came because I'm already feeling better. About, I, I get the shakes real bad when I get into what I'm doing the other day, my wife asked me to help her. I said, what do you want me to do? She said, stick your hand in that potato bowl over there and, and just whip them up for me. That's dirty and low and God, God ought to let judgment fall on the farm. She said, I won't have to plug up the mixer. I started saying, won't you throw me another apple? Do you, know, do you know why these kids enjoy coming here and keep coming and doing what they're doing and young folks are in here? This church is not going to die in 15 years. Most of them you sing in, in 15 if they don't do something quick, everybody is going to be gone. Independent Baptists are slipping out and none are slipping in. Why, preacher? 
because they've lost contact with joy. It's got nothing to do with money. It's got nothing to do with memberships. It's got nothing to do with Hiles Anderson. It's got nothing to do with this one or that one or the other one. It has everything to do with joy. You say, prove to me how important joy is. Nehemiah 8.10 The joy of the Lord is my strength. And you thought tithing was. Or you thought memorizing verses was. Or you thought going to Sunday school you have pens hanging down to the floor was. Maybe you feel like tonight the good thing, all the good things you do are welcome here. We rejoice in that you do them, but we don't do them to be something. We do them because we are already something. What's wrong with us? Why? 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 No, no. Let me let me let me, uh, let, let me just confess something. I, I'm I, since I've been here, I turned another calendar year. I'm sixty-six. That ain't but four years from 70. And you folks who are 70, you're saying, "Uh uh-huh, and it don't take long to get here from 66. I believe that. It's harder. This morning I had to get up early and start out with my brother, and we started our flight here with you all. And and I used to intend, you don't have a no hair like me and a, and a, 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 a hard time getting dressed as a man. I'd, I'd just jump up, throw my clothes on, be gone, do a, do a day's work by lunch. Buddy, not anymore. I got a motorcycle, a Harley. I got on it the other day halfway and my hip caught and I had to get my wife. Here she comes again, muttering with an apple in her hand and she had to get my hip off of that motorcycle and I stayed out there an hour hoping that somebody else would come because I didn't want to admit to her that I couldn't get on it by myself. I just about went to church yesterday like that. It ain't, it ain't near, and all of you, listen, listen you, you older folks, listen to me. It ain't near as easy as it used to be to do anything. When you go down to the CVS and your picture is on that cardboard <laughs> thing they have down at the pharmacy and you're the poster child for whatever, whatever, Uh, y'all are nasty people. <laughs> and for whatever, I, 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 I have, Robert and I checked our baggage today and we didn't say make sure our underwear stays in there. We didn't say make sure our t-shirt's in there. But Robert said, don't let them get my meds, man. Don't let them get my pills. <laughs> he had to stop in the middle of one of them and take two. God, help us. It's not as easy. I watched the Rochesters singing tonight and those little girls singing tonight. 
and I, 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 I watched uh, brother, brother, all of them just get up there and go after it, and Scott just wins sucking like a Pentecostal. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to be saying, ah, ah, ah. and Pop's going to be in glory land with me. We're going to say, reckon how they're doing. <laughs> it's not easy. And the hardest part of it is trying to teach yourself that you're not what you used to be. I'm still operating 40. You can't do that. But if I stop, I feel guilty. Because those grandchildren, got to, they got to come over. And tear up every blessed thing you got. I worked 50 years to watch them come over there and tear up my. I, I seen his over there last year. Little Bo just running around tearing up stuff. His ain't he, ain't he pretty? And, and Bo's daddy said, Oh, he used to beat the devil out of me when I done it. <laughs> but you know, even as older people, listen to me. You may be retired from somewhere, but that's this way. You still have a spirit that contains and is obs- should be obsessed with joy. That means inside, I, I mean outside I may be off a critic. Outside I, I may be damaged goods. And I may be the poster child for pharmaceuticals. I feel like a drug pusher. But I want to tell you something. There's a greater inside. But we've we've missed it. I love you. God, I love you. But we've missed it. We've said, cliche, let the young people do it. We paid the price. When is the price? How much is the price? Let's talk. Let's reason together, saith the Lord. Talk to me. What is the price? What is the retirement age in the work of God or in the joy receiving of God? Is it 70? You mean I don't have but four more years to be happy? Oh, no. No, no. No, 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 no. I plan on getting old, getting me a lawn chair, sit it in the median of I-20 and flick boogers at people when they come by. (laughs) You say, how dumb is that? I don't know. I'll let you know when I do it. And if my wife comes by, she's going to get an apple, trust me. <laughs> let, me let me ask you something. Why is it that all the place I go is church? I don't have a Braves ticket. I don't have a Falcons ticket. I don't have... Uh, a, a season's ticket to a, to a, 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 a Southeastern Conference 
team. I don't, I don't get to do nothing but preach and study so I can preach again. I preach seven, eight times a week. Well, I just don't think you ought to come to church and, and laugh. Well, my God, where will I laugh? Yeah. <laughs> down at the gas station at 360 a gallon? I ain't that laughing down. I'm going to bust somebody's head open down there. Six dollars for a batch of the oranges. I went in the store the other day. I ain't been there in a while. Cereal was a dollar ninety-eight last time that I went, and they wanted five bucks for some post toasties. I said, "Bless God, I'll teach them." I went and got me some milk and brought me a bowl down there and ate them in the aisle and put the box back up on the thing. I got me some joy. Why? Why? Why, 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 why aren't we? Why aren't we happy? Now, see, you, you, you're, you're having a big time laughing at me and with me, and that's all right. But, but, what's got you crippled? Debt. Think about you got promised to a house with no payment plan on a street. <laughs> This made out of gold. Oh, my soul, right now, that's a valuable street. About 1,800 an ounce. Gates of pearl. God, the joy. I had a, I, I'll, I'll move on in a minute. I had a lady Sunday do something I've heard about, but I ain't never seen. She done it. I ain't never seen it. A lady, her name is Evelyn Newton. She, she's probably watching that TV program or that thing. We sang a song that everybody enjoyed and liked and, and, and she's 81 and I hope now to God she ain't watching. <laughs> but but, 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 but she, she's on a, them three-legged walkers and, and she has a black hat that she wears and it's got a little feather in the side of it and she had it strapped down and 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 we, we were standing up singing and the next thing I looked around, she was in the middle aisle. I mean, just doing a little boogie. just do, And all of a sudden, her hat flew off. And she had her hair bobby pinned up with something, but that hat was the main focus. And that hat flew and that hair went down. She shouted her hair down. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Everything's all right. Let's, they're, they're, they're fine. This is, a, this is a great place right up here. Listen, this is a great place for something to happen to you. Like that. You got enough people to love you? If you do go, what a sending off party. You have from here. I, I want to, you know where I want to die? Right in the middle of point two or point three one, one Tuesday night somewhere. Bam! And let one of these boys finish. Let me ask you a question. Where's your joy? What's happened to that joy? Right up here. What's happened 
That, that baby's just trying to get happy. And he's watching y'all, and look what he's doing. It's, it's important for every one of us to be joyful. Now, number one, I want to see how much you've learned, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get settled down here and finish this up and quit. I quit right here last time. The devil don't want me to finish this sermon, and I am going to finish it if I have to do it with the lights on. He said, none of these things move me. None of them. How do you keep stuff from moving you? We don't worry about the natural. I don't know this dear lady. I don't know this dear man. I don't know this situation. But guess what? Nothing you can do for them. Not one thing. See, all of that becomes important important to us when truly what we ought to be working on is where we're going not how we're leaving that's how you keep from being moved it's got to become your habit your craving your your crack your marijuana your addiction has got to be in that eternal and celestial place that Jesus has for you. That's all you got left. It was John R. Rice who said one time when I was in a conference years ago with that old preacher, he said, no, it was, it was, it was Lee Robertson, he said, the worst that can happen to any of us is heaven. Think about it. Man, that makes me want to die. <laughs> Walk into heaven. Worst thing ever happened to me was my new house. Give me my keys, please. Where is it located? Just around the corner. Hallelujah. Number two, he said, I'm going to finish my course with joy. Then notice what he said in verse number 35. Verse number 35, and I quit. And we'll, we'll be finished. Here's the third thing. He said, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands, and he held his hands out, have ministered unto my necessities and to them that were with me. Look at 35. I have showed you, Paul wasn't a, a talker or a teller, but I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, listen, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Here's the third, here is the third truth. You must always in your receiving Always have a philosophy of giving. You got to be a giver. You will never, ever, unless you are a giver, understand the philosophy of staying put with God because it is more blessed or more happy to give than it is to receive. Be a giver. 
You show me somebody don't have anything for God or any time for God or any 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 approach to God this way, hands palms down instead of up. Anybody can be a taker, but not just anybody can be a giver. I'll tell you this story, and I quit. I was preaching over in North Carolina about two years ago. And uh, the, at the end of the service, I was with one of the preacher boys that was with me, and we was, we was standing by the tape table right here. We were standing by the tape table at the end of it, and I was wet and had a coat on and was signing Bibles and trying to get to where I could get dry. And I noticed standing over in the corner, an older fellow, he, he, he was dressed shabbily in tennis shoes and and his clothes were disheveled, and he just didn't—he didn't look churchy. And I just looked at him, and I kept signing Bibles. And I looked over, and he was just—he was by himself, just scoping the crowd out. And and I thought, I wonder about this man. I don't know why. He stepped a little closer as the crowd thinned out, and he started looking at the tapes and looking at the books that we have, we have written, and, and the Holy Spirit just told me to speak to him. To speak to him. And I would have anyway. I've trained myself to do that, and you need to also. And I, I reached out my hand, I said, Sir, how are you doing? He just nodded at me, he, and, and he was looking at the stuff like he didn't have any money, and I thought in my heart, I'll just let him get what he wants. There's a need here that I can fix. I am a troubleshooter. I am a fixer. I am a preacher. I do not depend on people to take care of me. People must depend on me. And if we'd get this in our head, it would sure change things. They need to depend on me to fix them. Because the antidote is not your pocketbook. It's your Bible. I said, here. And I just picked up a handful of stuff. And I stacked it up in a box. I said, you, you take this. That man looked through me. I said, you take it. And you, you listen to it. And you read it. And you pass it on to somebody else. Will you do that? He just nodded at me, started out the door. In just a little while, he was back with a woman. We was, we was getting all of our stuff up, ready to go eat with the preacher, whatever we was going to do. And that fellow walked over to me and he said, thank you. I didn't say anything to you. He said, I was amazed that you'd do that for me. I said, sir, that is not a put out to me at all. It ain't going to be a problem at all. I said, you just use it for the glory of God. And I let it go. He said, take this and use it somewhere. It was an envelope. And I stuck it in my pocket. I said, I sure appreciate it. But I said, are you sure you want? Oh, no. He, he almost acted like you would embarrass me. And so I just stuck it in my pocket and hugged his neck and shook his wife's hand and they went out, and I went and dressed and got my clothes dry. 
And back there when I was in that back room, I opened that envelope and it was $25,000. I thought it was two hundred and fifty. It was $25,000. He went home and got that check and made it out and we put it in our Bible school. Since then, he sent $25,000 a year to our school. It is more blessed. The blessing is in the obedience. Not the amount. That didn't, it, it shocked me for the moment. But it doesn't shock me that God takes care of what God anoints. I want to ask you a question. Would you come and stand across this front? Would you come and, and kneel in this altar and say this? I don't want to be moved away from where I am. I don't want to be moved. It's easy to be moved from where y'all sing. You've done a great job doing what you've done so long as you've done it, but how many people have you seen come in this industry and go? That's why you're well loved here. And that's why for years you've stuck by, but there have been times when it got edgy. Times when you thought, hmm. Don't think more of this life. Put what you got to in it. But don't put all your life in it. Keep your joy. And if you hadn't got it, come get you some. And if you're here tonight, it's more blessed to give and pour out of your life into others. If you'll do it, God will bless you. Just get up out of your seat right now and come and find you a place and say, I will not be moved for I'm coming tonight to ask God to nail me to the floor with these three truths in my life and in my heart. Come on, in Jesus' name.